Welcome, everybody, to episode 17. 17? I know, right? Wow. We've been, uh, we've been rolling pretty consistently for a while. <laughs> um, you know, we've missed a few weeks, but... But here we are, 17 of Stupid or Irresponsible. I am Justin Shelley. And I'm Joe Milo. Here we are, Joe, the uh, the top dogs of master computing. <laughs> uh, it just feels good to say that out loud. <laughs> it's nice to be at the top of something, right? <laughs> well, you know, that's the theory. Living the American dream, I like to joke about that. And in reality, like it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as we talk about cybersecurity. Because, you know, one of the things that drives me nuts about security... I say it all the time. You know, we're the the victims are prosecuted. Yeah. Uh, if if our company were to get breached, guess who's in trouble? The bad guys? No, me and you. Right. We're the ones that are in trouble. Right. Um, so that's why we've got to be on our game. It's why we've got the podcast. It's why we are relentless in preaching this message. And here we are again, one more time, talking about some some serious shit this week. But we're not going to get there yet. Joe, the most interesting thing that's happened to you this week is. Oh, interesting thing. Uh, well, it's been a lot of crazy work. There's been some uh, malicious. It doesn't have to be work there. related, by the way. Well, uh, that is my life, unfortunately. <laughs> or Fair fortunately, enough. actually. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on, uh, and we'll get into the fire eye and the repercussions of that uh, later. But that's been most of my my. Well, in your personal life, Joe, what's the most interesting? You do still have a personal uh, life to personal some extent. Life. Um, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, just not been really. work this week. Yeah, work. So Go the on. most interesting thing is that you don't have a personal life. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing, anyways. All right. Well, I've got one. If you don't yeah, have anything, no, I've got, got something. What do you got? Our uh, not my doctor. Uh, my I use a different doctor than the rest of the family. A veterinarian, right? No. No? Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I went. I switched. I go to a normal oh, human doctor. Human now. doctor. Yeah. Time. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Wise ass. Anyways, so our family's doctor was raided by the DEA very recently. Rated, really? Like raided. Came oh, wow. in, guns drawn, pushing people aside. Shut up! Don't move! Jeez. Don't talk! Took all their cell phones. While you were there? No, okay. no. Um, I just read about this. Yeah. Like. I, I kind of I don't know the guy directly, but I I know who he is. Yeah, um, we're actually friends on Facebook, and he started posting this on Facebook. Oh wow! That his office was raided, like just everybody was terrified. Holy. Uh, so I don't I don't know any details, and I I wouldn't share them if I did. But I, I genuinely don't know what happened. Oh wow! But man, can you imagine that? So I've heard stories of if uh, for software pirating businesses that don't get their licenses or keep their licenses current, right. that they can get raided in a similar fashion. Yeah, um, which that actually surprises me more than DEA raids. <laughs> but either way, this is as close and as personal as anything like that's ever been oh, wow. in my Are life. They still so, in practice? Like they're yeah. still open? Yeah. So it was maybe like a false SWAT or uh, no. Um, I, I don't know. Again, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know the background. The the doctor, the owner of the practice, who's putting it out there on Facebook, yeah. uh, like, I have no idea what's going on here. I have no <laughs> idea why that he's... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, crazy stuff. So, um, I, the only thing that I know is that my, my wife, in getting a prescription fulfilled recently, had to go through a different process. So uh-huh. they're still in business. Yeah. They've changed some things. Maybe he can't write prescriptions. Maybe it's something of that uh, nature. Yeah. It's something about virtual versus in-person is what's uh-huh. changed. And so, listen, I'm, I'm not here to point fingers. I have no idea. <laughs> All I'm saying is that would be terrifying. Oh, like, yeah. Can you imagine our doors 
getting busted down. I mean, this is like a Christmas <laughs> vacation. You know, if you've seen that show when they're raiding at the end because they kidnapped uh, Clark Griswold's boss. Do you know this scene? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, I mean, they're busting through windows, guns drawn. Uh, that's kind of the scene he painted. So... <laughs> That was uh, that was the most interesting thing wow, that I yeah, have it. to report for the week. So <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, all right, so let's move on. Joe, we call this show stupid or irresponsible. That we do, and we do that as kind of a gentle, subtle, loving reminder that uh, listen, guys. Yeah, we're victims in these criminal breaches and you know the extortion, everything that goes on, but at the same time. There are resources available. There are ways of at least mitigating risk. Uh, we're going to dig into that today. Uh, but if you're not doing these things, it's just flat stupid. Yeah. And and we're done coddling. We're done holding hands and singing kumbaya about this. Like, it's time to get busy. We are at war, and it is time to pretend and act. Not pretend. It, it's <laughs> time to realize it and act like we are at war because that's what this is. Yeah. Um, so that said, Joe, we're going to get into our, let's see, uh, stupid updates. What are some stupid things going on out there that you've seen? Uh, well, it's the fire eye breach, uh, solar winds. Um, now, is this a stupid situation or is this a holy shit situation? Well, it's a little everything, really. Okay. Um, I kind of go into kind of some of the stupid We'll get stuff. into it. So, yeah. yeah but, man, I, there's not much of a better update. Then. Man, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is worldwide. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy situation. Yeah. Uh, so. If you want to dig into it now, let's No, see. let's not. Let's yeah. just, that the update is kind of what the, the content's going to turn into be later. Uh, continue, so, yeah. It, it's got my attention, I can tell oh, you yeah. that. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going we're gonna to move on to our, our security tip, our productivity tip, or, or whatever we're talking about today, which yeah. is uh, something about the cloud, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, today's is the three essential rules for all cloud applications. And I think in our tease or our, uh, you know, what's coming up, a teaser for yeah. from last week, I do believe I pointed this out, and I'm going to do it again. The common misconception is that when you go to the cloud, you are more secure than trying to do stuff on your own. <laughs> right. General consensus, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I hear that a lot. Sure. Macs are safer than Windows. They're, they're absolutely, pinnacle, yeah. Right? And I'm I'm all I'm gonna say is that every bit of this is a false sense of security. I'm if, gonna say those marketing teams have got got it on point. <laughs> which ones? The cloud marketing teams? Cloud marketing, uh, where they know, say, Hey, marketing. move to the cloud and yeah, you're gonna exactly. be more secure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's infiltrated. It's, I mean, it's in our, you know. Yeah. It's well, so much that it's like almost common sense. Yeah. Uh, even though it's not a reality. Yeah, it's it's a false common sense. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's let's dig in, Joe. What what is our tip? What are the things that we should do? The essential rules for cloud applications. So, cloud applications. Just briefly, uh, what is a cloud application? Well, if you use Office three sixty five, that's a cloud app. Anything that your organization or you personally don't host or manage or maintain locally, uh, someone else does it for you, well, that's a cloud application. It's software that runs on a computer QuickBooks that is Online, not... cloud application. What, what, what? Like what? QuickBooks Online? Quick, I thought you said Windows 9. I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What'd you miss? Yeah. Uh, yeah, fun story. Actually, there is no Windows 9. Yeah, it's no, there's not. 10. 8 to 10. Well, know. 8, 1 to 10. Who, who can count? Who's counting? <laughs> hey, so Joe, do you little piece of trivia do you know why it's called cloud applications where that, that term came from the cloud yeah 
I mean, I do, but please indulge. All right. Well, so back in the day when we would diagram networks and we were talking about, um, you know, really interconnecting multiple offices in diagramming this for a customer and trying to keep it simple, you would dia- you'd draw a square and say, this is building one. You'd draw another square and say, this is building two. And to reduce the complexity of how these two buildings are talking, you'd draw a little cloud. And you'd say, don't worry about this little piece right here. <laughs> and it looked like a cloud, but it was just kind of a, a nebulous little, uh, yeah. uh, don't worry about it. This, this doesn't <laughs> matter right now. That's my understanding, my memory. Now, and I'm, this isn't something I studied. Like, this is... Right what I lived through. So now go ahead and tell me if I'm wrong. Do you have a uh, different perspective on where this comes from? I've, I've also heard that. I've heard some other things. Uh, what have you typically, heard? Well, just generally speaking, uh, in those diagrams, there are similar situations. Or if you have some part of uh, networking that is convoluted or misty or foggy, uh, you throw that there in the in the cloud. Yeah. And so that's the, the cloud, the mystification of... Well, I know this system is over here, and I know this system is here. I don't really know where all this stuff is. And so yeah. that would be the cloud. It's just stuff that's missing from the <laughs> diagram. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and in the reality, all it is is something, an application, that runs on equipment that you don't own. That's that's kind of where we've landed with it, right? Fair yeah, enough? I mean, fair uh, that you don't own is not on premises. Right, right. right. More, more importantly, yeah, right. it's geography. Right. Because Azure, maybe you work in Azure database, uh, you know, you yeah. work there at the farm. Uh, those aren't cloud. Those are still, well, no, that's a good question. So, and I'm only making this point because when we talk about the cloud, we talk about it in relation to security. There is nothing inherently security about a cloud application. The only difference between a cloud application and what we call an on-premises application, one that you host on your own server in your own building, is the location of the server. Right. So there's nothing more secure about taking your server and moving it to somebody else's building and calling it a cloud application. Right. (laughs) It's not more secure. In fact, it's less secure because now you've got to transport data outside of your network to somebody else's network and trust that they're taking care of your stuff. Right. You have less control over it. You have less. uh, So anyways, don't get this idea that moving to the cloud is the answer to security. No, it is a strategy. Yeah. There are. Absolutely good reasons to move applications to the cloud, to use cloud applications that already exist. But cloud in and of itself is not a security strategy. So, all right, that point made. What are the three rules for cloud applications? Well, uh, rule number one, and this is true with all systems, basically, uh, maintain a very strong password. Okay. Uh, General consensus right now, eight characters, uppercase, lowercase, numbers, symbols. Don't make it easy. Is eight enough? I typically, I, I, I range between 12 and, I go as high as it'll go. Yeah. Somewhere above 12 and up. Um, yeah, I try to stay 12 again, to 15. I prefer length over complexity. Correct. So I don't make junk one, two, six, nine, three, asterisk, that kind of thing, and shorter. I prefer a longer memorable password. Uh, See, and know, I just like a password the manager. The on a parade. I don't like to remember any of them. I do not know any of my passwords. And, and so, yes, that, that is a very good answer. Uh, I hope it's a good answer. I mean, there, <laughs> there's pros and cons to everything. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know any of my own passwords. You're trusting your security to the cloud. Uh, absolutely, you know. to another third party. <laughs> what if they get breached? I, I mean, I don't know. Right. There's, so, and, and we're, we are going to get into this. Like, there's no perfect answer. 
No, absolutely not. But there's mitigation. Absolutely. And we're really going to talk about mitigation and we're going to talk about strategy. Yeah. Plan. So, all right, continue. So passwords. Passwords. Rule number one. Rule number two. Make sure the device, computer, phone, whatever, uh, that you're using to access the application is secure. Um, let's say you're working from home now like most uh, people are. A lot are. of people are, yeah. Yeah. So now you've got this web app uh, or the cloud-hosted app uh, that you've got to get into, but you're using it on the same computer your kid plays Roblox on and checks Twitter and downloads free games that come with all kinds of malware and all kinds of crap. Well, just because it's a cloud-hosted application doesn't mean that your computer might not be breached. Right. And because it's breached, it now has full access. Maybe there's somebody that's remoted into your computer. Now you're logged into this thing. It's got MFA, and it's got, to, you know, it's synced to your phone and everything, but they can see and they can, you know, detect they all your keystrokes. They can take over. Exactly. Yeah. They can take over. They can steal all your credentials. They can read your emails. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, everything that you think is secure, all the, all the layers of security that your team or their team has set up, uh, are totally infiltrated because, you know, your kid downloads some crap. Right. Um, or, you know, maybe you downloaded some crap and you didn't even know it. Yeah. Make sure your device is secure, especially especially in sensitive applications, anything that you're dealing with HIPAA or PCI, anything to do with banking. Uh, by all means, make sure that you've got a professional or uh, at least talk to somebody about securing your device um, if, you're, if you're using any web apps. Right. Uh, rule number three, back up your data. If your data is in the cloud, uh, it's important. If it's important, make sure you're downloading it from the application and backing it up to another safe location. Let's say, um, you know, it's like saving a, uh, or having a spare key to your house and taping it to your front door. What's the point? Right. If you're backing up your solutions to the same place that, uh, the data is, if you're backing up your cloud app inside of your cloud app and the cloud app dies, well, there goes your backup. Make sure you're backing it up and make sure it's uh, somewhere else. Uh, let's say you get hacked and data's corrupted or something like that. Uh, your backup's got to be somewhere else, physically, right. logically, the whole shebang. Yeah, because you can put data on like a cloud drive. Yeah. Any drive. of them. Yeah. Dropbox, OneDrive, uh, Google Drive, whatever. Yeah. But if somebody accesses your computer and encrypts it, and your computer is, you know, got that direct link to your cloud drive, well, they're just going to encrypt that too. Exactly. And they're getting really smart about this stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, they watch and learn long before they encrypt anything, and, <laughs> and they know you better than you know you by the time they launch Absolutely. the attack. So. And how well do you know the security behind your, uh, you know, storage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, backups, backups of backups. Another inherent uh, security flaw with the cloud security is. Most likely, you just trust that the cloud's taking care of you. Um, not necessarily always the case. Yeah. There's only so far they can go, even if they are going that far. Right. So, And, and even the big ones. Oh, yeah. That's true, but especially the smaller ones. So, yeah. I, it, was it, I don't know, one or two episodes ago, we talked about the email company that was hit, and they're just shut down. Like, yeah. They're gone. Yep. Why Their website says, time? sucks to be us, sucks to be you. Uh, we pretty much are out of business. Go yeah. find a new email Happy provider. Trails. So if you didn't have that backed up in some way, you were trusting them to do the backups, which they probably told people that they were doing. Sure. Because they probably and were. maybe they were. <laughs> um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Well, that's it for the uh, security tip. Uh, three rules for cloud applications. Okay. So let's go over those again. We got maintain make strong passwords. That's good for everything. Make sure your device that you're using to access those applications is secure. That's actually good for everyone. Um, and back up your data. 
make sure it's somewhere offsite or separate from the system that you're trying to access. And I'm going to point out here, Joe, that uh, this these are all moving targets. Oh, yeah. So what represents a strong password today may not be tomorrow. In oh, fact, yeah. I had a vendor reach out to me that said, hey, passwords are going away. Uh, book an appointment. We'll talk to you about no more passwords. <laughs> I, I don't even honestly know what the hell they're talking about. I didn't, I didn't look any further than that. But the point is, it changes. A simple password used to be enough. Then a complex password was required. Now it's two-factor authentication and a complex password. Then, I mean, like, this is a moving target. Uh, and when you're saying make sure your device is secure, well, by what standard? Absolutely. And then, you know, finally the backup. All right, well, a cloud backup used to be the answer to all problems cybersecurity related, and it is not anymore. Right. And so I, I'm going to pitch our services again, like at least get somebody else's eyes on and I don't care whose eyes are on it right now. Whatever you're doing to be secure right now, get somebody else's take on it. Get that second uh, um, opinion. Yeah, there's a word for it in the metal, medical world that I'm, I'm blanking on. But, the you know, third-party review, yeah. uh, I guess it's just a second opinion. I don't know. You know, you, you don't <laughs> like what your doctor says, so you go to another doctor. I'm sounding like an idiot right now, but whatever. It's probably just second <laughs> opinion. Uh, but get another set of eyes on it, you know, and that's, that's what we're – this – whole podcast is promoting the 10-minute discovery call where we will be that second set of eyes for free. Yeah. We can do it up like a health check in 10 minutes and, and at least give you a clue. Um, you know, are you on your way to success or are you like have a huge target on your back and you're going to be the next victim? Yeah. Like most business owners, they're not worried about, you know, they've got their actual business to run. They've got other things to worry about. This kind of gets put on the wayside. Just get, you know, check the pulse. See where you are. Right. So now I really Joe, do. I'm excited. Yeah, I because and I want to introduce this before you dig in. I want to tell uh, just openly admit that we're going to talk about FireEye, right? That's where you were going. Yep. OK, so FireEye being one of the largest cybersecurity companies around, they've been breached. And, and when this news initially hit, like, I'm just going to honestly admit I shit my pants. I mean, like, <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, and I think we've, we've talked, did we already talk about FireEye last week? Just I briefly. I can't remember. Briefly yeah. we did. Yep. And I mentioned, hey, listen, the two targets, primary targets are low-hanging fruit and great big organizations that are very, you know, specifically targeted Good. and try not to be those two. Um, but since, as I've, as I've been digging into this, I have I have kind of another perspective that I'm going to share at some point, not yet. So I want you to dig in and talk about uh, what you've got, and then just make sure I come back to my point. All <laughs> sure. Right? And just kind of recap, I'll go, I'll go through kind of the order of events here, uh, what went down, what's going on, what we know currently. Stuff's being divulged, you know, slowly throughout the sure. whole process, and that's just kind of natural for one of these uh, forensic investigations. Uh, you don't want to get – you don't want to – show your whole hand, especially while it's still an active a breach. Correct. You know, and we're talking a hun over 180,000 uh, is the estimate right now of uh, endpoints that have been infected. Wow. Uh, more to come. Yeah. Um, probably more that are not being detected. Um, and this is just one particular uh, strain of this, but it kind of opened the, the cybersecurity world's eyes to – Another method, uh, a sick, crazy method that could infect anybody and everybody all the time. Right. Uh, the scariest thing here being 
they up uh, they they hacked a what we call a um, oh some data chain. They got after uh, like your basic updates uh, for this particular Oracle. Let me start at the beginning. So yeah. FireEye gets breached. FireEye being uh, the IT service for you know the world. Um, you know the, the list of names that got that were breached and all the you know Fortune 500 in the U.S. All the branches, the U.S. military, CDC. Uh, every telecom company, we're talking AT&T, Sprint, Verizon, all of them, uh, Department of Justice, Office of the President, NASA, Postal Service. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, they even found, you know, uh, let's see, that on the 13th, they announced uh, that it resulted in uh, the attackers being able to, that they did actively read the communications of the U.S. Treasury and Commerce Departments. Um, so they're inside the government's uh, computers. They're in their mail systems. They're all over the place. It's, it's, I mean, it is deep, deep, deep. Um, so what happened? So FireEye gets breached, uh, FireEye being the IT company. Um, so they now they're... You and know, specifically you, a security company, right? I mean, that, they yes. aren't an IT provider like the you know, generalist who you call up because your printer's broken or your computer's running no, slow. No, this we're talking world class tier. Like super the specialized that in specialize security. in the cybersecurity right. of your systems and we're of Google, of right. of Microsoft. Of you know, so they're specifically very specifically for very large organizations, they do they're they're the top of the game. Yeah. They're they're the, the head dogs. So they, they begin a forensic investigation. How did these people come in? They stole uh, their cybersecurity tools out of their system and got out silently. How did this happen? So they started investigating. And once they got in, about four or five days later, they announced, oh, crap. They went, uh, what, what happened was Orion, um, SolarWinds, their updating servers got breached. Uh, through the web, so when they go and check for updates for their cybersecurity networking tools, um, and this is like, I mean, all over the world uses them, um, their updating uh, servers got breached. So I'm going to pause here for a second. SolarWind is a provider to FireEye, is that right? right? So FireEye uses SolarWind's tools. Right, and so does everyone else. This right. is like basically, I mean, you're talking okay. like if Outlook. It is a generic... So uh, FireEye wasn't who initially got breached, SolarWinds. Right, and that's where this, uh, it, what they're calling it, I can't remember that stupid term. It's a chain of command. So it's like, if you use Outlook, that's, uh, and they can't get into you, well, if they breached Outlook, now they can get into you because they have a backdoor in. Right. right. So same kind of thing. They use these tools, uh, FireEye does, and you know a whole lot of other people uh, Luckily, not us. Hey. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, the tool set did because there's a separate tool set for managed service providers like ourselves. Yeah, um, and this was not like SolarWind doesn't they they've got them segregated. They're two different right. types of tools. Although uh, these these tools can be used in a myriad of cybersecurity. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the way up and down the line. Indirectly, this probably affects everybody. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Directly, yeah. it does not affect us. Correct. Or, or, or other similar right. MSPs. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they found out that these servers had been breached. And so in the updates, they're sending these uh, kind of backdoor Trojans, right? Right. And the crazy thing is, it's it, they have like a... It, they infiltrated the actual package, and then there's a little piece of code in there that says sit idle. And then it's got a random timer. Anywhere like up to two weeks, six months even, where it doesn't do a damn thing. 
Okay. And then all of it, you know, once it hits that little time bomb, then it starts saying, then it creates this another reference that says, hey, uh, go talk to these clouds to go download, you know, talk to this domain uh, and download this extra other piece. And that's where the hacking comes in. Okay. Once it gets in, it starts detecting, and we're talking super duper advanced stuff of uh, check for this, check for that, check for this. Don't allow this. If they've got this antivirus, run this. If this doesn't work, try this one. Um, wow. All the way down the road. Um, and this wasn't specific to SolarWinds. This is uh, for everyone that uses, I'm sorry, wasn't specific to FireEye, but everybody uses this, this suite from SolarWinds. Um, they're calling the malware Sunburst, right? Uh, they're, they're, they're announcing kind of, they've retracted already, so it might be part of the investigation. This was App29, Cozy Bear. Okay. Uh, this is the Russian guys that were behind like the DNC hack. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it gets breached. Um, the malicious code's executed, and then it, it you know, it talks to this, this uh, domain, and then now you've got a control server. Now they can do whatever they want. They can, uh, you know, go and install their tools. They've got full access. They can, you know, create uh, privileges, observe, you know, you know, steal credentials, that kind of thing. So, worldwide. So, this came to light. Uh, they announced, they alerted everybody. Uh, they got involved with Microsoft. Uh, the most recent news they got with Microsoft, Microsoft took over the domain for the C2 servers, the servers that send the arbitrary code. Um, first, they used some analyzation to see how, how infected everything is, who is talking to them. Now that they've got this domain, they're yeah. pointing at their servers, not the bad guys. Okay. Um, meanwhile, you know, uh, the bad guys are trying everything they can do to you know, move servers around, make sure everything doesn't get, uh, right. you know, they don't get busted. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, I guess it was yesterday uh, that Microsoft uh, created a kill switch. Oh, really? So after, I guess they're done analyzing who's talking. Uh, okay. So now they've got, if you talk to the server, actually kill every service of SolarWinds, you know, uninstall, blah, blah, blah. Requires you to reinstall, and once you reinstall, you get the update that does not include those CTs. Requires you to reinstall what? SolarWinds. They're, they're okay, security package. Okay, okay. If you're using those. Got it. Um, and you may or may not even know you're using them. Correct. Um, in the meanwhile, FireEye. FireEye's been crazy on top of this. I'm sure they have. And in fact, this has been breached uh, since they believe as early as June. And nobody knew about Jeez. it. In fact, had they not breached FireEye, I mean, this could have gone on for years without anybody noticing. Yeah. That's how like crazy good this stuff is. So supply chain, that's what I was looking for. Supply chain. So with the <laughs> supply chain breach... You've got to imagine all of these every very large uh, applications, these very, uh, you know, widely used uh, small pieces of software that, you know, are, are so wide, widespread uh, that everybody kind of has a piece of that you've got to imagine this is this can't be the only one. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to they're trying to create some ideas of what it might look like if somebody else gets breached. You know, you can only look so hard and so. You know, comb with a fine tote. Yeah. But there's really no way of knowing how widespread this is. You know, sure. this itself, you know, they're, they're reading, you know, uh, <laughs> highly classified treasury documents. They're reading uh, CDC documents, emails. The bad guys are. The bad guys are. Yeah. They've got full, you know, access yeah. to all that crap. Uh, so you can only imagine if they're using that with this one particular solar winds, how other, you know, how far sure. are those spread? And they're just one guy or one company, you know? What other companies have pieces of what other places? Yeah, it's crazy so, stuff. 
Yeah, I mean it's absolutely wild, and like every day there's more more news, more right, more you know the the plot gets thicker. Um, it's it's absolutely wild, and uh, we're really lucky that Fire Eye was actually breached, and they found out. That's yeah. See, now this is an interesting development that I didn't know until right now. Yeah, I mean I've I've been trying to stay on top of it, but uh, I don't I don't do that as well as you do. Um, I had heard that SolarWind was somehow invi- involved, but I didn't realize that it was not FireEye then that was breached. So that's well, no, no, FireEye was breached. Well, was I, I understand, that. but that's right. not where the attack was launched. Right, right, right. So it's reminiscent to the Target breach. I don't know. This yeah, maybe like five, six, seven, eight years. Right, ago. where they came in and attacked the HVAC system. Exactly, right? the HVAC company had a back, you know, had logins to the Target POS right. system. Right, because they had to, you know, they had to have admin rights to go fix the refrigerators, and. They breached those guys, and then those guys had access, and now they're inside a Target. And targets gets fined millions and right. millions of dollars. Right, because, because somebody it. else. Because and, and so this kind of drives my point home that I made earlier, that cloud is not the answer to security. Moving your security or trusting your vendors to be secure, yeah. whoever they are, all of them, to trust yeah. your vendors to be secure is not a solid strategy. No. Um, I don't know that there's a perfect answer to this problem. I'm just saying this is something that we've got to have our eyes on. Something crazy, one. too. Um, I saw there was a tweet from a guy, a cybersecurity guy, who tweeted at SolarWinds back uh, early, eh, mid, mid of last year, I want to say, or late last year, saying, hey, guys, I just found on GitHub that you've got your uh, plain text password to these actual servers, and it's not complex. And I just downloaded it. Here's, the, you know, here's, oh, wow. here's what could happen, which is exactly what did happen. You should probably get that fixed. And did they didn't? Of course not. That's brilliant. You know. <laughs> All right. So that's a point. Don't uh, don't trust your vendors. No. Nope. Ever. <laughs> um, and by the way, that includes your IT company, your yeah. whoever you're trusting for security on your system. You you better get another set of eyes on it. Yep. Which I've said this before too. But we get we hire people to come and audit our work. Yeah. Uh, and I am a firm believer in that. Uh, and those are not free, by the way. We're offering a free audit, a free assessment. Um, we pay for ours. So that's that's one point. Now, Joe, you mentioned – I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. You mentioned that uh, the advice I'm giving, one of our clients did this to us, which is don't trust your – don't trust your vendors. Yeah. People shouldn't necessarily trust us. So we had a client who said, hey, Joe, are you guys impacted by FireEye, by yeah. the FireEye hack? Um, with whatever you can do without, like, giving away too much information, you know, we we don't want to uh, talk too much about our clients because we don't have permission to do that. But can you tell me a little bit about that conversation of, you know, what, what they asked, what your response was? Uh, yeah, just you know, generic in, intake of. Uh, was they, it a short like, "Hey, are you guys impacted?" You said no. They moved on. Yeah, just briefly. So um, we manage a system that is also managed by like one of those, uh, you know, large, very large corporations. Yeah. Um, we've got a network within their network. We're kind of local support for a larger system. Kind well, of. they've also got another. I don't want to get in the weeds. Yeah, there, we don't need. To get yeah, too, yeah. So too this is like a big name that we also do. We do. We have a network with, and so they are asking, "Hey, are you affected?" Yep. Um, you know, not much else to that. But I was able to say, um, "Absolutely not." And here's what we did to mitigate. Okay. Um, you know, once all the start stuff started coming out, FireEye was on top of it. Uh, they they uh, 
they set up a GitHub with all um, GitHub's just a file repository somewhere where you can download stuff, uh, you know, open source code, and you can actually view the code, and, uh, you know, and implement it. Of you know, here's 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 all the signatures that you can look for. Here's all the you know here's all the things you need to look for. Here's what you can scan. Here's where you need to go. That kind of stuff. Uh, here's some scripts or helpful scripts that you can modify for your actual organization. Uh, so we'd run those. Um, here's some things you can update on your uh, firewall. Here's some things you can do to blacklist. Here's you know. So I just kind of replied with all that, those things. Okay. Um, the active script. The thing that we were talking about earlier about how it's kind of concerning if this has gotten breached, then what what else is out there? Uh, so I started uh, creating some scripts for, uh, you know, make it, making sure, you know, this behavioral, the, the things that it's actually doing, not necessarily the actual thing itself, but if this sort of thing kind of happens again on the network, that it'll start throwing some flags and throwing stuff, you know, in my, in my mailbox or, uh, you know, killing stuff immediately, make sure these services don't run, that kind of thing. Okay. So, and I'm going to, I haven't made my point yet. This is a long way around to make a point. <laughs> I was listening to a, a panel of security experts. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them were our vendors. Uh, some of them were not. Just other a panel of five, like well-known experts in the IT industry. Yeah. Again, some specializing in security, some more generalists. And one of them, I don't remember which one of it was, pointed out in talking about like, okay, we have to now really go after our vendors and find out are they protected? And one of our clients did this to us, which I applaud, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love that you had answers for him. But there were three questions that they gave. And this is what I'm, I'm putting out there to our listening audience and also something that we can use internally because I, I just loved how he framed this. The way you approach your vendors is you ask them three questions. What do you know? How do you know it? And can you prove it? Okay. So when we're talking to our vendors about, hey, what impact does this uh, SolarWinds slash FireEye breach have on you and indirectly on us? It's not just a, a simple question of, are you guys safe? With the answer being yes, and you walk away. Yeah. It, they're more direct questions. What do you know about your systems, about your protection, about were you infiltrated? Were you, were you breached? Right. What do you know? How do you know that? I want details. I want to know how you know that. And then finally, I want proof that you know this. I don't want to just have this verbal conversation. I want proof. So those are three questions that we should all be asking our vendors. And as service providers of any sort, we better be prepared to answer. Yeah. What do we know? How do we know that? And can we prove it? Um, so it sounds like, I mean, you've kind of already in your description, it sounds like you basically had that conversation with this client that I'm, I'm talking about. Is yeah. there any part of that that was missing from the conversation? I doubt they asked you to prove it. I, I mean, the actual email itself wasn't anywhere near that. It was just, okay. you know, are you protected? Okay. Um, but I, it, it's kind of cool looking at that as a checklist. Yeah, I did answer all that. It, it sounds like it. It's, yeah. You know, you, you hit most of it anyways, but I'm submitting this now live on the spot, Joe. Yeah. This is our formula, sure. both for how we respond to our clients, but also how we go after our vendors to make sure that they're they're doing the right things. Yeah. Um, trust but verify is part of it. And I'm saying we don't even trust, but we are going to verify. <laughs> uh, so that's point number one. And then the other thing that I want to talk about is, um, you know, it, it's common because we just did it today. We said, well, luckily, fortunately, right. there's two sets of tools with SolarWinds, and it wasn't us. Whew. Yeah. 
I can sleep at night. Well, no, I am terrified <laughs> because what if it was the other set? Now, we are not a SolarWinds client. Right. We aren't going to be directly impacted no matter what. But what if it was our our providers? Yeah. What if it was the vendors that we get security tools from? What if it was, and I'm not going to put those names out there, but um, so that's a common question that we ask ourselves, right? right. And we're rolling the dice. So I've talked before, uh, breaches, statistically, 97% preventable. Let's work on prevention. I've said over and over, you cannot get unhacked. And so we, we hammer home this idea of protection, prevention, training. Um, and, and we've started getting into policies and procedures of what to do in case of a breach. In fact, we just did an episode on you've been hacked, now what? And one of my kind of semi-joking comments was, kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. Okay, so now I've had to sit and reevaluate this. As I listened to this panel talk, um, the key point that they made is that we have to shift our mindset. And I'm owning this myself because I've had that mindset of, well, luckily it wasn't, or what if it <laughs> was. Um, and we have to shift our mindset away from that to it will be us. At some point, Joe, our vendors are going to get breached. At some point, we're probably going to get breached. Yeah. At some point, everybody on the planet uh, is probably going to get hit with some sort of a cybersecurity event. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it may not be absolute 100%, but pretty dang close. Yeah. And so the shift that I am actually, again, on the spot proposing that we take as a company is we go after the plan first. We go after the assumption that we're going to get hit, that our clients are going to get hit, and we have the plan in place for if and when that happens and work backwards from there. Yeah. When it happens, Joe, here's our procedure for how we're going to deal with it. And we know it, we script it, we practice it, and we live by it. And then we back up and try to mitigate, you know, one piece at a time. But this breach has got my attention like, very few other i'll tell you the only other key pivotal moment i can point to that's on par with this is way back when one of our clients was hit with ransomware uh, i mean almost a decade ago so it's when ransomware was just kind of coming on the scene yeah. we had solid backups we thought we were good and then we spent three weeks dealing with that nightmare Jeez. that was a pivotal moment right and you were there you did most <laughs> of the work so you know what i'm talking about yeah. where we rebuilt a network uh from the ground up yeah um that was the moment where I said, never again. Never again will somebody get hit on my watch because I'm not um, fully aware. And, and it, again, it's not like we weren't doing stuff. We, we had good backups. We had stuff in place. Um, but cybersecurity did not have our full attention at that point in the game. Today it does. And, and today was, or this, this particular incident was another one of those pivotal moments for me where I realized... I have to quit living in some level of fear and denial of we got to do everything to make sure this doesn't happen to us. Yeah. Because I know there's somewhere in the back of my head that says, yeah, Justin, you're being a dumbass if you think that. I'm out preaching head in the sand. You know, don't take that approach. We have to now assume that we're going to be attacked, assume that we're going to be breached and have solid policies in place procedures in place for how to deal with that. Yeah, 100%. So that, the worst that, thing you want to do is get caught with your pants down and not have it planned. Right. And and I'm not saying that we don't have documents in place. We don't have procedures in place. We do. But I am going to publicly say we don't practice them. We don't talk about them that much. So there's a, some of the stuff that we preach but don't necessarily practice, and that changes today. 
<laughs> so, you know, and one of the things, and I get accused of this a lot. I, I might be too transparent. You know, I've, um, I don't hide shit, right? And and I'm I'm more than happy to let people learn from my mistakes. And I would call this one of my mistakes, as as we've recently gone to really preaching end user training policies and procedures it's been a recent shift and it's been a casual shift and that needs to be a more immediate a more deliberate shift that has our full attention so all right that's uh that's my rant that's my uh my admission of you know maybe maybe something a a blind spot where this has kind of woke me up a little bit to, to something that didn't have my full attention before that does now. Any thoughts on all that, on my rant here? Uh, I would argue with the uh, we don't implement our policies and stuff. Uh, and admittedly, I'm, I, so maybe what I'm saying is that I need to be more aware and more involved in it. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, because I do put a <laughs> lot of trust and confidence in you. Yeah. And you do a kick-ass job, by the way. And the team. Uh, you know, it's not yeah, just me. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, you're just the guy sitting across from me at the table right now. <laughs> and you're the guy ultimately in charge, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. for, of that department. But... Um, but yeah, I, I think it's something, and maybe what I'm saying more is in, in my, cause my, my role in the company is sales. Yeah. I go out, I, I'm in charge of marketing the message and selling the service. And then you guys implement it. Um, and still what I really talk about is prevention. And I talk about, I talk about response times cause that's the message everybody wants to hear. Yeah. It's the funniest thing. Like our deliverable is we're going to keep you guys in business. That's what we do. We keep your doors open, but <laughs> What people want to hear is how fast do you respond when I call you? Yeah. And so I, I lead with that. Our deliverable is keeping you in business. And my message needs to shift to, listen, we are at war. You can't win every battle, and we are going to have a solid plan. Step one when we start doing business with you is we get a plan in place for how you're going to weather the storm if and when it hits. And then we're going to back up from there and we're going to mitigate every possible risk that we can see. Yep. So what else you got, Joe? Well, uh, that was kind of it. I'm, I'm really excited how this is going. Uh, you know, it's not always, it's not a great news, um, but it's really cool to see this kind of unfold in front of us. It's cool to see the response, being honestly. Being not you know, being not, not directly, directly affected. Yeah. <laughs> Getting to watch, you know, as a spectator is really, really interesting. And it's key to learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Or blind spots. Yeah. Because we all have them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if FireEye hadn't have found this, yeah. um, you know, if FireEye can get breached, then you know anybody can. Absolutely. Uh, so what, what can they do in the future, you know? What is their plan now? Do you think they saw this coming? You think FireEye had, like, sat around and said, guys, at some point we're going to get breached. What are we going to do with that? Do you think they had that plan? I think they would have to. They had to have a disaster recovery plan in place uh, for this to go as fast as it did. They've got to know that their target is hu- – the target oh, on yeah, their absolutely. back is huge. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm – the lesson I'm learning from this primarily, the because we do a lot of things right, but yeah. the one thing that has – like I said, I'm just repeating myself, but I have to. Um, I don't think we have as big a target on our backs as FireEye. We have a big target being a security vendor, being, you know, we people trust us sure. with their cybersecurity. Um, but, yeah, that just having that absolute conversation of we're going to get breached someday, Joe. Let's get that plan in place Absolutely. for how we handle it, how we mitigate it, how we respond to it. Um, you know, and then, of course – 
We hope we don't. <laughs> but let's hope after we have a plan in place. Exactly. So, all right, what else? What am I missing? Uh, that's good, man. Um, you know, I, I do want to say, uh, you know, having that confidence that maybe we don't have as large a target as maybe FireEye does, um, we still have tool sets. We have a lot of vendors. We use a lot of third-party oh, yeah. applications. And those guys do yeah. have big targets. So uh, we could, just like FireEye, be, you know, just fodder in the correct you know yeah <laughs> collateral damage here yeah. our suppliers exactly have that huge target so what do we do in that situation yeah. how do we protect us from ourselves or from them right so, just crazy well and on that note joe teaser for next week Ooh, next week we are talking about the number one threat to your security who is it dot what is dot it? dot yeah yeah <laughs> what is the number one threat to security and we're not going to give the answer until next time. Nope. It's pretty intriguing. Joe, do you pretty have any final thoughts for us today? Uh, strong, secure passwords. Back your stuff up. Talk to a security professional. Yeah, get another set of Let's eyes talk to on somebody. this. <laughs> get another set of eyes on it. And, and, of course, we're here to pitch our services. But uh, in all genuine honesty, sincerity, I love business. I love small business. I love business owners. I love the concept of it. And it tears me up to watch people get screwed over by uh, this kind of thing or, or anything. Any event that takes a business down, I ache for those people. And so I, I would much rather see somebody go to our competitor and get a second set of eyes on it than not go anywhere. Right. So I am pitching a message that I, I genuinely don't – I do care, but like I – just get it done. Yeah. Like I, I want you listeners. I want you to be protected. We can do a damn good job of that for you if you choose to work with us. But if you don't like us for whatever reason, my bald head, my beard, I don't care. Then get somebody to do it that that knows what they're doing. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, unless you have any other final thoughts, we'll drop a URL. Go to mastercomputing.com/discovery and just spend ten minutes on the phone with me. We'll do a web meeting or, or we can do a phone call either way and we'll we'll just sit down and do a quick review, give you a quick scorecard, and then if we need to dig, dig deeper, we will. Um, if not, and it happens, I'll pat you on the back and say, good job. You know what? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I'm, and I'm happy when those situations Just check your pulse. Yeah. Yep. So that's all I got. Let's uh, keep our heads up and our eyes open wide. <laughs> is that a journey song? Uh, I don't know, is it? If, if not, I'll make it, it one. Like it, it's yeah. a Justin Shelley song. I'm, I'm going to write it. I'll sing it next week. <laughs> All right, guys, All take right, care. Guys.